following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Friday, guys. Welcome to the end of the week. If you're hearing this, Gary and I might already be drunk by now. Uh, we are currently on our way to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for a concert. That's right, Steelers Nation. We are in you. <laughs> I'll leave that as it is. Uh, welcome to Fantasy Beasts and Where to Find Them. We are back. We are not live, but we have some news up. Not a whole bunch this episode before we get to the back half of our entirely too early top 15s uh to start the news off across the state here in phil or in pennsylvania carry johnson has agreed to take a pay cut with the philadelphia eagles a uh, bit of bad news for a rookie today bears wide receiver daz newsom will be out eight weeks at least with a broken collarbone suffered in the early part of otas gary and i really kind of liked him uh, we thought he was one of the better receivers at mm-hmm. unc so sucks to see that kid who uh we wouldn't be too shocked to see him make a roster. Uh, on Wednesday's edition of Fantasy Beasts, we discussed the 49ers possibly looking into signing Delaney Walker, and they've signed another former tit- uh, Titans tight end in Michael Pruitt this week. Uh, the Jaguars have signed a pro bowler of their own, albeit a returner. Uh, Pharaoh Cooper, an all-pro and pro bowl return game specialist, has signed with the Jaguars. The Cardinals add to the secondary a position of need for them by signing Darquez Denard, formerly, um, I believe most recently a Falcon, but formerly a Cincinnati Bengal. And the Bears have apparently told Andy Dalton he is the week one starter. It's June 4th. June 4th. And Andy Dalton pencil him in for three months from now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. That one's a weird one. I guess you're just trying to maybe... Boost your boost your spirits of your guy you paid money for who's never going to start. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe they're just kind of blowing smoke so they don't look bad when they're like, hey, uh, uh, Fields is outperforming you, you know? Um, I will give this uh, some lackluster news this week, but we do have one we're digging on here. Um, a gentleman by the name of Ryan LaSalle. Uh, he is the voice or host, host of the huddle on RSN network covering the Bills Mafia uh, reporting this past uh, Wednesday night as of recording this that he's being told that Zach Ertz the Bills is close deal could be done this weekend hearing a fourth or fifth heading to Philly with the Eagles retaining some salary as well Uh, quite a bit of a deal there for Buffalo we touched on this the other day that Stefan Diggs was was uh, restructuring his contract now we get to see where we're going from this Gary, I want to say I'm geeked as hell as well. Uh, I just peeked at your top 15 receivers board, and we could not be any further apart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, we, I got reasons. That's, we so do reasons, I. But. Um, but, Gary, what do you, anything you want to touch base on about Zach Ertz here? Yeah, I mean, it's exciting news, but not sure how much we can put into it. Yeah, That's being... 
being it's kind of like the same as our our group putting out news without having really anything behind it. Um, honestly, I mean, ho- I hope there's truth to it. I would love to have another guy I could follow in Buffalo who's going to have some scoops. Plus, he's got a beautiful wife. Zach Ertz? Yeah, Julia I Ertz. I thought you were talking about Ryan LaSala. I was like, who's Ryan LaSala's wife? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. But, uh, yeah, it'll be cool. Um, like I said, not sure if it'll come to fruition, but, I mean, people claimed they saw him at Duff, so... Oh, that's, uh, that's always a thing. Yeah, Chuck uh, Charles Kelly sixty nine on Twitter also said he saw him going thirty five on the Skajaquita. Yeah. So yeah, you know Bills fans being Bills fans as always. Um, I like how somebody goes. You can't retain salary in the NFL. I'm pretty sure that's incorrect. You absolutely can. Yeah, there's a. You can do it on Madden. <laughs> I'm trying to think of recently who who did that. Philadelphia um, with yeah. with Carson Wentz. <laughs> Retain some of Wentz's salary, I believe. But on to the real part of the show here, the meat and potatoes, as we like to call them. Gary, you like meat and potatoes? I love all meat and all potatoes. Um, we are here live from my living room. Well, my it's kind of like your storage. My no, it's 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 my miniature studio. <laughs> uh, the the I'm ooh. <laughs> We're going to talk about running backs and receivers today, guys, before we push this too far. Uh, same aspect as the other day. We were going to go from 15 to number one, starting with running backs first. Uh, Gary, how about you give us a start here? Who do you got? So the clear-cut number one, especially now with a better quarterback, it's still going to be McCaffrey. I thought we were going from 15 to one. I'll just go to one. I'm going to go one. You go 15. <laughs> I mean, we'll start at the beginning if you really we'll want. Let's go beginning. Um, I got McCaffrey at one. Um same type of deal. Uh, hopefully, he stays healthy, and uh, I think he's going to have another MVP type season at running back. I mean, I would agree. Um, my feelings are hurt by Christian McCaffrey. He hurt a lot of my fantasy teams last year. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's not the consensus number one. He still is a talent. He's got a better quarterback. Um, they've built a bit more around him on the line. Uh, I, I don't see how you can think any any other way. Christian McCaffrey is my number one here. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with Delvin Cook. Um, Cook really started to hit his stride last year, was phenomenal when healthy in Minnesota, and Minnesota's continued to change that offense more from a pass-heavy to a run-heavy offense. Um, I don't think anything's slowing Cook down. I don't think anything they've done this offseason says they're going to take carries away from him. Delvin Cook, I think, is my clear-cut number two. Who do you have? I had Derrick Henry. Um, I think that um, I'm not really a big Derrick Henry fan. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't like the – he runs high, and a lot of his, like, success comes from just nobody hitting him at the point of attack. But I digress. I think he's going to be the number two this year only for the fact that they're going to give him a ton of carries. Um, they lost uh, Corey Davis – they still got A.G. Brown. They don't have too much tight end. I mean, I know they got uh, your guy that you like there. Um, Anthony Ferksker. But I still think they're going to just feed him. And I think with the losing Janu Smith and Corey Davis, they're going to even run it a little bit more. So I think he's just going to get more carries, and I think that's why he's going to have a number two selection. Fair enough. Uh, who do you got at three? My number three is Delvin Cook. I, he could be a number two um, number three spot. I don't. I, the only way he beats out McCaffrey is if uh, McCaffrey gets hurt, I think, 
or there just is a catastrophic implosion there. Um, but Dalvin Cook, uh, like you said, I, they're going to feed him the ball. I know they're going from the more of a run-heavy offense, but with how talented Justin Jefferson is, they might try to target him a little bit more. I don't think so, just because it's what, it's what ran... It's what ran uh, Stephon Diggs out of there. It's it, When you saw Jefferson take the reins, you also saw Adam Thielen take the Stephon Diggs role. Yeah, I, I know. It's just I don't really trust the Vikings at, right now with what they're doing offensively. It doesn't really – there's no consistency, if that makes sense. they got to find their identity. Um, I mean, I think that – They've said it time and time again that they plan on running the ball, so I'm going to continue to go with that thought process. They said did it they, last uh, year. Did they, dra- they drafted our third guy, right? Or not? Running back? No, or receiver. receiver. Uh, in the late rounds, it was uh, Amir Smith-Marset, who was oh, like okay. a fifth or sixth round I, pick. I, for some reason, I was thinking they drafted somebody we liked. No, no, no. Um, they also took Nene Kaneku or something like that. Um, I'm definitely wrong on that name. It was a running back who nobody knew out of Iowa State. I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to get carries. I'm just saying I can see them still leaning pass-heavy, especially um, if um, Kirk Cousins is on the brink of losing his job. I still don't think I, – I mean, that's, that's fine to think it. I think Cook's going to be all pro. Uh, number three on my list, I'm going to go Elvin Kamara here. Um, the duality he has to be able to be a, a great pass-catching weapon and a running back that can do everything – Mixed into the fact that they still don't have much of quarterback quarterback there. Uh, yep. I think that Alvin Kamara is going to pick right back off. And, I mean, I honestly think that Jameis is going to be a good aspect there. But I, I'm confident in saying Kamara is my three. My four, I do have Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, Derrick Henry is going to produce. There's no way to not say right. he won't. I'm always leery on Derrick Henry because it usually takes him – three to four weeks to get really going yeah, in fantasy and, and football. There, there's some, like, when there's teams with good front sevens, he doesn't really do well. Uh, my bigger issue is, like, yeah, cool. In the playoffs, you might be getting 25, 30 points a game from Derrick Henry. But if you miss the playoffs by one game because he struggled through the beginning of the season. There was a couple times where it's like, damn, what the hell is this guy doing? Yeah, so, like, I just, I'm never that high on Derrick Henry as being my end-all, be-all, has to be my number one. Uh, as a top five, there's no way to argue that he's not it. But I think consistency to make sure you're going to try to at least have 20 points across the board the, the entire year. I think I put my my three in front of him that I would trust. Uh, who do you have a four, though, Gary? So I have Saquon making a comeback. I think they're going to let him go strong. There's not too much behind him um, in terms of depth. So... I think they're going to try to roll with Saquon. I don't think there's really anything now. I think it's Ryquel Armstead, yeah. the kid from um, the Jags. I think Saquon's going to have a bounce back year. I did. They did draft mm-hmm. a uh, a couple of linemen, I believe, uh, not in the first round because they took uh, Kadarius Tony. But I think um, Saquon's going to have a, a bounce back year because he's going to want to prove that hey, I tore my ACL, but I'm still that guy. I, I don't disagree with it. Um, what do you have? At number five. So I have Nick Chubb at number five. Um, they The Browns really kind of, um, pun intended here, ride Chubb a little bit. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I know that they're, they got that duo with Chubb and Hunt, but there's been rumors that Hunt's on the market and they kind of want to move Hunt a little bit. So 
if that's the well, case. Well, they're both also coming up on... Yeah, contract years. Um, but I think they roll with Chubb, and I think Chubb's going to be the focal point of that offense. It's going to be Chubb and uh, Landry, and Baker is a lot more successful when they have a run game going. Yes. Um, my number five here. It's funny because like, we, we kind of hit order here except for one player, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number five here is going to be Saquon. Mm-hmm. I, there's no doubt in my mind, and I think we saw it a couple years back, I think Saquon's an athletic freak. I think adding linemen, including getting back his mm-hmm. starting left tackle, who sat the year out, is mm-hmm. going to be big for being able to run block there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's going to end up producing higher because I think people are going to be scared by the injury, and you might be able to get him at that 7 or 8 range, which right. would be phenomenal. I think a lot of people are overdrafting a player I have further down my list anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Saquon, Saquon realistically, if you can strike him as a six, seven in the middle of round one, you're not going to be disappointed. Right. Um, but I have him at five here. Just again, I, I really think those top four I have are very productive backs. Derek Henry, obviously not going to be as consistent. Maybe as the three I had him number six on my list and probably would have been higher had they not had a timeshare. Same as you just had. Uh, I'm going to go Nick Chubb here at six. Uh, I like everything he did the back half of the year last year. He produced, went healthy. When he went down, the running game continued to do well. So obviously not just beyond his talent. They have a good line for running games there. But I will happily say number six on my list is is Nick Chubb. What do you got, Gary? So I have Kamara at six. Um, I wanted him higher, but with the quarterback situation, we weren't sure. It's probably going to be Jameis. But there's a chance that it's not, and there's a chance that they roll with Taysom Hill. If it's Taysom Hill, then I don't see Kamara um, producing as much. If it's Jameis, I think he gets a little bit more. I mean, Ian Book's still an option as much as people don't want to think so. Um, But the reason I'm saying Kamara at six is because if they can't really get the ball to Michael Thomas, people are going to start stacking the box on Kamara. They know they're going to be able to just run the ball. Uh, That's their identity now, Um, especially if Taysom Hill's a – quarterback they're going to be doing a lot of gadget stuff so i think kamara it has a little bit of dip in production but still enough to draft him as one of your one or one to two running backs i think he's still going to be okay just i'm a little worried with the quarterback situation it's not drew Brees, you know yeah um i mean i he produced no matter what last year was right. the re, was the reason behind this and that was what Taysom hill is their quarterback so that's that's where i, I don't like calling it that he's not going to do well um, I just I'm just worried if teams are if that's their only play teams are gonna stack the box. And but I mean he was the only play for for five six weeks and and he still produces. I guess where I I'm defending that is where I like it is we 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 watched it we watched a lot of shit happen where they had nobody there they it was okay yeah Alvin Kamara's it the only other stop them and they couldn't teams couldn't figure out Taysom Hill I think with a a little bit more tape on Taysom Hill. Teams are going to be able to kind of figure him out a little bit. Who do you got for uh, number seven? So my number seven is uh, Jonathan Taylor. Kind of came alive towards the end of the season. Um, they're, he's going to be a focal point of that offense now, especially with um, a quarterback who's going to ha- be having a resurgence. So I think he's going to get a lot more carries this year than he did last year. Um, it was kind of a uh, timeshare in the beginning and towards the middle. Then really towards the playoffs, it became his his he became the workhorse. So I think now with him getting a full year as the workhorse, he could end up even scooting into the top five. 
See, this is my guy that I think is going to get overdrafted heavily. Yes. Um, because I think people are going to take him as a top four player after the back half of this year. No. I, I think they will. I think no, I think people, like, no, you shouldn't. Oh, um, but I think he's got the ability to at least be top five. He does, but the thing is that also you stated with it being a timeshare, yes, they started to lean t- more towards him, but they also did just resign Marlon Mack. Yeah, which is, was a little concerning. So that's my guy that I dropped down the board. Uh, I wonder if Marlon Mack did returning. Returning. Not really, no. And I think it was Paris Campbell that most of the returning before he got hurt. Um, Naeem Hines might play returner. Yeah. But Marlon Mack's not really a return specialist. Uh, number seven for me, though, I went Green Bay, especially depending on what happens with the Aaron Rodgers saga. I went Aaron Jones. Always produces. Lost some touches to uh, Jamal Williams, who's no longer there. Aaron Jones is consistent. He's hard-hitting. And I mean, the problem is like your your low your low weeks can be a ten point week, mm-hmm. and you might get that nine weeks out of the season. But those other eight weeks, you're going to get thirty five plus points. Right. It's either boom or bust, and he explodes at the right time. So I got Aaron Jones from Green Bay here at seven. At eight, I do finally have Jonathan Taylor. Like I'm not going to drop him that far down the board. He's he's got right. all the talent. That offense should be running on all cylinders, and the line is partially fixed. Um, I just I don't necessarily trust the running back situation being three running backs there. It's the same reason that I don't have Nick Chubb as a top five back. Um, and everyone's going to have their own thought process, but when you're time sharing, you're not going to be a top five right, back. It's tough. Unless you're popping off 50 yard carries every time you get the ball, which is not, which at that point, then how do you stop? You wouldn't be time sharing either right. because you'd just be that guy. Uh, who do you have at eight? So my eight is Eckler. Um, now that he's coming back from injury, now that he's got a quarterback who was rookie of the year, um, a very talented young passer. Eckler is a pass catching back, so he's going to see those PPRs. Um, he's quick out of the backfield, and there isn't much behind him. I think they did draft somebody, but it's not anybody uh, too concerning. It's not. Like I don't even think they drafted anybody. I want to say that they, or they got Roundtree in like the seventh. So, but they, I mean, they Josh Kelly poses more of a threat from UCLA right. from last year. So he's going to be the ball hog there. Um, they're going to run the offense through him and then get it out to Keenan Allen. But I think um, Eckler's got a chance to really bounce back this year. Um, I don't hate it. I couldn't pull the trigger on putting him that high. Was my issue. Um, I like Eckler. I really do. I, I think that's one of those injury concerns of hamstrings, a tough injury to come back from. Yeah. But he is on my list for sure. Who's your number nine? My number nine is uh, Josh Jacobs. Um, really kind of had a decent season next le- uh, last year. Towards the end of the year. Um, fell off. Fell off a little bit. I think he got hurt possibly. I don't remember. I know he was out for at least one or two games because uh, I was an owner and I had to uh, pick up Booker and he didn't do anything. Um, when Josh Jacobs is in the game, that offense runs through him. Um, he gets his yards, gets his points. Uh, it's him and Waller. So if he can keep keep what he was doing and stay healthy, he's got a chance to be a top 15 back. Um, my number nine here, it has disgusted me to put him on this list. But I, I think he's he's been too consistent for too long. His drop-off did happen last year after his injury to his quarterback. i got to put Zeke here at nine. Um, that doesn't mean he's going to be a top 10 quarterback or running back, but I think anyone's going to be a fool to not take him mm-hmm. as a potential starting running back here. Uh, so Zeke Elliott for me at nine. Number 10 is where I finally do come out and roll out Austin Eckler. 
Um, well, we're not too far off. No, and it's that's why I said he's still on my list. I I just couldn't really jump him that high. I've got some guys ahead of you on this list, like Aaron Jones, stuff like that. Um, I don't even know if you have Aaron Jones on your list. I was actually looking at it, and I'm like, while I was doing this, I'm like, I don't have Aaron Jones on here, so I'm going to boot someone off in a minute. Um, but I don't have a pen, that's why I didn't do it yet. But no, it's... I. Uh, I Eckler's going to put points up. Eckler's going to be better with a better rookie quarterback. And I don't think, providing he stays healthy, anybody's going to take shit carries from him. When he was on the field, he was phenomenal. Um, so my number 10 is going to be Austin Eckler. Uh, what do you have here, Gary? My number 10 is Zeke. Um, <clears throat> if he has another year like he did last year, he might not even be a top 15 back. Um, they paid him a lot of money to do nothing. But with Dak coming back, better throwing... Maybe it opens up the pa- or the run game for him. You got to think that if he doesn't have a good year again, he's going to be on the hot seat, especially at the running back position where running backs. I don't want to say they're dime a dozen, but at the same time they are. You can get a lot of production out of guys who are fourth or fifth rounders, yeah, um, rather than a first round back, um, and kind of run a three headed monster where you got guys with 400, 500 yards apiece. You're still getting that thousand yard rusher just with three different guys. Who are on way cheaper contracts. So, um, I want personally, I want Zeke to not do so well because I traded him away. I'm hoping I'm, I was banking on him not having the same type of season. Um, I mean, the thing is though, drafting him originally as a third overall running back, right? I think, trading him for a first. I think if you get get him as a low end running back, it's still going to be. I think right now, in redraft leagues, he's lost a little bit of value. He, it used to be. Zeke or McCaffrey won, um, then Saquon or either of those guys, I think you could see Zeke falling to, like, almost 10. Yeah. Uh, who's your number 11? So my number 11 is Joe Mixon. Um, I know that's your guy. I put Mixon that's, here. This is exactly my number so, 11 is Joe Mixon. Yeah, I put him here. They lost Giovanni Bernard, I yep. believe, and they don't have – Chris I, Evans is, is the current expected – player to take over as a receiving back role. But that doesn't mean that they're going to trust him as they did Gio Bernard. No, and then I don't think they have P. Ryan or Perrine either. I think he No, I think he agent. stayed there, but I don't think it's like anything. He wasn't ever concerning anyway. Um yeah, I I I'll take it with you here. I'll we'll discuss it. I, I think Mixon is getting a bad rep. I've had I've seen Mixon as low as six as sixteen, seventeen. Um, and a lot of it's because of the injury last year. Yeah, Samaje Pirine is their number two. Travion Williams is their three. Chris Evans is their four. The real biggest name to really watch who might take some carries, I think, might be undrafted free agent Puka Williams. Yeah. Um, but still, like, Mixon has been a good player wherever he's been on the field and healthy. Wasn't healthy last year, and the line was god-awful. Um, so I like Mixon at 11 for sure. Number 12, I'm going to go with Cam Akers. Um... Cam Akers really kind of took the role by himself here in the back half of the year. Um, started to really run the ball well, and then they dumped his quarterback, Jared Goff, and gave him Matt Stafford. I can only think that's going to improve his ability as now you're mostly looking at, hey, we got a guy here who has always been good in Detroit and never had a team around him. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's watch him see what he can do with the Rams' offense, and also you don't have to face a loaded box because we have Matt Stafford. Right. So that's my number 12. What do you got? I wanted to stick James Robinson in here, I think now with a talented quarterback. Um, 
that he's going to get more pass catching too. I know that they have um, ETN. See, that was why I couldn't pull the trigger on him for no matter how good he was last year. Is I can't see it being him as the number one. I'm doing James Robinson in here because I still think he's going to be the number one back. And they're saying um, ETN's the third down back. And what they're doing with ETN is they're sticking him out and having him play some wide receiver. So hopefully James Robinson in those situations is still the running back and they kind of just stick ETN out there and run like a dual kind of threat thing. Um, I know they have Lavish Gishnault, who's their like gadget guy. Um, but James Robinson, to me, after coming off that type of a season with little to no talent or little to no, like, I don't know, offensive identity, I think that they roll with James Robinson and he has a potential to be a top 15 back. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hope so. I like James Robinson. I really do. A uh, kid who kind of came out of nowhere and carved himself a nice rookie year. Um, I don't know, without seeing a little clarification, maybe some some preseason games that I'm necessarily jumping on wanting him on squads, yeah, but I, at the I same mean, time... It's kind of a hot take, but maybe they're kind of blowing some smoke that ETN's going to be a third down back, and they go and say, hey, he's a starter, and they trade Dream Drop. And that's the thing, is is his stock might rise on another team, um, unless it's Houston. I'm not saying no that they're going to trade James Robinson, but it's like it it, it kind of incepts that idea in my, my mind uh, when you draft a first-round running back to just That take, you're going to start the first-round running right, back. <laughs> you're not going to – you're not really going to have him just be out there for one or two downs a game. You know what I mean? You're going to have him taking some carries. He's going to get probably get 15 to 20 carries if he's a first-round running back. That's just what's going to happen. But – I don't know. I, I, I want to say James Robinson in there just because of the talent. Absolutely. Um, that was your 12. Who's your 13? My 13, um, I'm going to stick Aaron Jones in there. Um, I didn't have him on my list, and I should have, but I did this kind of on the fly um, at work today. And while you were like, oh, Aaron Jones, I'm like, shit, I know who I was missing. Um, so Aaron Jones, yeah, with Green Bay, especially if we don't know – Aaron Rodgers is going to play. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, they got a, a young – it's not a rookie quarterback, but this would be his rookie season on, as a starter. Red shirt, basically. Red shirt. So roll with your strengths. Um, what better way to have a successful offense run through a young quarterback than to just pound the rock? Yeah. Um, my 13, I went with Najee Harris here. Wasn't the biggest fan originally. Um They've made a couple moves on offense, but I really could see... I'm just concerned about the O-line. I know we're not just so talented, but it's just like... But at the same time, I I think that we're going to be looking at a lot more options and them trying to bait with Roethlisberger before we really start uncorking Najee. Um, And and James Conner had some good running last year behind that line. And that should say something. Um... My number 14, and I didn't originally want to put him on this list. This was an inclusion because of doing my homework uh, on the schedules. He's a guy who finished out the year as a top 10 back, mainly because of his last eight games of the year. Mm -hmm. And I think he can do the same this year because he's got a very strong schedule against bad running teams. David Montgomery in Chicago again. Um, He was a guy, like I said, I tried trading for at deadlines. Mm -hmm. He tore it up in the back half with multiple 20-point weeks. And he's got that same similar schedule, providing he faces those same styles of teams. So I'm going to go David Her- or David Montgomery here. What do you got 14, Gary? So I have Cam Akers at 14. Um, now that there's 
in my opinion, a better quarterback there. He's going to have more value. They're going to run the ball with him. He's going to get his pass-catching uh, chances. Um, kind of caught fire towards the mid to end of the season there. So I think they roll with him. There's not too much behind him, I don't believe. Um, they might have drafted a running back, but it wasn't one of the top running backs that we liked. I think it was kind of one of those um, lower-tier running backs, if I'm correct. I'd have to double-check. Um, but I think Akers is very talented. We liked him out of the draft last year. Um, I believe, what is he, Florida State? Yes. Um, I wanted him in Buffalo. So I think he's a good, talented running back, and I got him in the top 15. I like it. And your last one on your list. So I had Swift on here because um, they're going to need to run the ball a lot, especially because that's the kind of offense um, Goff's used to. They like to run the ball. It's like that West Coast style, and then they roll out. He you know, tosses it to Cooper Cup and stuff like that. But I booted him off because of the Aaron Jones thing, and I have Miles Sanders. Um, I think Miles Sanders has a good chance to be the bell cow. I know they drafted Kenneth Gainwell. Um, Kenneth Gainwell is going to be the pass-catching guy, um, but Miles Sanders is still going to get his carries, and he's still going to put up double-digit points for you. Absolutely. Uh, my 15th is a guy you took off your list. Uh, I am looking DeAndre Swift here. Um, I would say Swift is my honorable mention, or 15, um, I don't know what the word you want to use, 15... B, 15A, 15B. I like DeAndre Swift just because he really was coming on down the stretch again, got derailed by the concussion, um, and I want to say that was when Stafford was kind of battling injuries anyhow. Um, so I think Swift's going to see most of the carries, and I think they're going to try to help whatever they can to not have Goff um, do most of that passing. But, Gary, what do you say we jump on to uh, wide receivers here? Yeah, let's do it. We can go from 15. Um, we're going. Are we going backwards this time for real? Yeah, let's go backwards. <laughs> okay, I'll start at the very back end here. Julio Jones is my number 15 wide receiver. Um, I, I couldn't pull the trigger just because I didn't know where he's going to I don't care where he is. The talent still deserves to be recognized. I know that he's aging, and he I know that he's not going to score a touch. I, yes, because they're going <laughs> to have to throw to him. Um... It's it's just it's weird. I I can't take him off the list yet. I everyone who's listened to me knows that I'm not a big Julio fan because he's never a touchdown score. Yes, he had the injuries last year, but he's still Julio F and Jones. So Julio Jones of fifteen. Gary, who do you got? Fifteen and fourteen. I have AJ Brown. Um I wanted him higher, but just with some of the other guys on here, I just couldn't make it fit. Um uh I'm not a huge Tannehill supporter, and I think uh, if they don't have the success in the run game, which they will, but if there's that there's that chance that they don't, then um, A.J. Brown's going to be their only go-to. They don't have Corey Davis to shy some coverage. I know that they drafted, I believe, was it? No, that's not. They did draft a Des I was, Fitzpatrick. I was, I was thinking Nico Collins. Nope, like, no, they, got, they got Des Fitzpatrick. But, um, we weren't huge on him. Um, I did a little bit of like film watching. He didn't really kind of blow my mind. Um, there's no Corey Davis there. Uh, no Janu Smith. I don't know. I just think his value drops a little bit. I know he's going to see maybe more targets, but not see, a that's, running, that's why I had him so much higher. I just, it, it just depends on what they do with running the ball. If they're going to run the ball more then he's going to see less targets. If they don't run the ball more, I don't know. I, it was just one of those things where I was like, I couldn't decide on what they're going to do. 
Um, That's I, why it's our early... Yeah, coaching. see, I'm, I'm honestly huge on A.J. Brown. He finished the season so well. He did a ton of work. I'm not against A.J. Brown. I was just... I was fighting my... my I, I don't think that... I guess the thing is, I don't think that they're going to end up losing Tannehill, and Tannehill's still going to be a 25-30 to 30 touchdown thrower, and they're going to have to throw to somebody. Um, so I would not be shocked to see A.J. Brown really, especially given that if Julio does go there, I think it's huge for them. Um, who's your 14? Um, so my 14 is... I don't even know what I wrote here. You can go with Allen Robinson. Yeah. I'm like, I did this really fast. I'm like, who the, who the, who the hell is our Robinson? <laughs> Allen Robinson. Um, I honestly thought that said Amari Rogers, and I was like, I need a drug no, test. I did, it, I did it on the fly, so like my handwriting's um, messy. But uh, Allen Robinson, um, I put him at 14 because we don't know if Andy Dalton plays. If Fields plays, he's going to have a little bit more stock, I think. Um, I think Fields will get him the ball a little bit more. So that's why I put him at 14. I just wasn't sure what the quarterback situation was. If I really hope they don't have Andy Dalton start for more than two games. Um, if he does, then his stock's going to drop. But I think there's a chance that Allen Robinson could be in top 15 and squeezing the top 10 um, if Fields is the quarterback. Fair enough. Um, at number 14, I went with the Carolina Panthers wide receiver, DJ Moore. Um, DJ Moore is a guy who a lot of people had as a bottom 12 last year. And Teddy Bridgewater didn't really help him. He had he had numbers, but it's not what everybody had hoped. I think Sam Darnold can help unlock a better version of DJ Moore this year. Uh, so I've got him at 14. At 13, most people will tell me this is way too low for him, but there's too many miles to feed there. I'm taking Mike Evans out of Tampa at 13 here. Um, I don't dislike him. He's still going to be a red zone target, but he was streaky on his yardage last year, so I don't see it getting that much better with keeping everybody around and healthy. I think it was just because the Bucks kind of were shaky kind of early in the season. I think it was a... Not a Tom Brady thing, but Tom Brady getting used to that style of play. But at the same time, the games where he really started to heat up before Brady really got in full swing were the games that Chris Godwin was hurt. Right. Uh, number 13, who do you got? So my 13 is Brandon Ayuk out of San Fran. I think um, with how well he played last year with not very good quarterback play, he was actually kind of a sneaky pick last year. Always getting double-digit points. Um, they use him in different ways. He's a screen guy. They use him in all these different routes. I think they've even used him in the backfield. I'm not sure. But um, with a full year of a better quarterback play, there's a good chance that he's a fringe wide receiver one, but definitely a solid wide receiver two. I'd agree with that. I mean, I don't have him on this list just because I think wide receivers are so tough to sort. The top 25... The top five, top five to six are really your your top echelon guys. Right, and then there's and then I think tier two is six to ten, and then from eleven to twenty five is a intermixed tier three. I think. Right, and then there's always those weird come up and weird people. Receivers. People I mean, who would have thought Justin Jefferson was going to play that. People well? had Stephon Diggs ranked as a tier four receiver last year. Dude, Stephon Diggs in some le- like went in the sixth to right. eighth round. Um. Who was your 12, Gary? My 12 is Robert Woods. I'm a huge Bob Woods fan. Um, with a better quarterback, he's going to see more targets, going to see more yardage. He's a very good possession receiver. Um, 
He's in that wide receiver two tier, but I think he's going to end up in the top 15. I think he's going to have a very good year with Matt Stafford. Um, see, like I, I wouldn't mind having either of those two on my on my list. This is where it comes down to personal preference and who what you think is going to break better out of your, your year. I will openly say I don't have Ayuk or Woods on my list. Both guys I would happily draft as a back half wide receiver two, happily as a high-end wide receiver three. Um, but not, my number 12, I'm going with Keenan Allen here. I know it's a little risky, he's a little older, but as the season started to go on and he had Justin Herbert warming up, he was money week in and week out. And I can't see it slowing down. Yes, I know there's always the injury concern with Keenan Allen. If that defense picks it up... That's a legitimate cons- like contender to beat Kansas City. Dude. Uh, so Keenan Allen's my guy at 12. Uh, at 11, I do have Allen Robinson. I get the concern about Andy Dalton. However... They think, rotated through Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky last year. Like I said, I don't think he plays more than three games, but, I mean... I'm just saying they rotated through Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles last year, yeah. and Allen Robinson maintained being a top 15 receiver. I can only see him getting better, actually, with Dalton and much better with Fields. They said Fields has looked great right now in training camp, or OTAs, or whatever they're doing. Well, I mean, let's hope for that case he is, uh, but that's my number 11 is Allen Robinson. Gary, who's your number 11, number 10? So... I actually wanted to put him a little higher, but I couldn't. Um, I am a huge Fitzpatrick fan. Uh, Fitzpatrick with Scary Terry is very scary. I think um, with a more consistent quarterback play, like, look, Fitzpatrick's not your franchise guy, but he always seems to still have success, especially with decent receivers. Um, Scary Terry action, there's a good chance that he ends up in the top 15. Uh, I couldn't agree more with that because I've actually got him well inside my top 10. Um, who's your number 10? So my my 10... Um, Is that Slam Master himself? Yeah. He's still dangerous. It's just not the same without Drew Brees. I have him at 10. Uh, Michael Thomas. Um, gonna still run a bunch of slants. Gonna catch him. Unless he doesn't stay healthy again, we could see him falling out of the top 15. But I still think with... How good he is at running slants? He's gonna catch a bunch of balls. Uh, again, I'm not. I'm not gonna mock it because I was the biggest Michael Thomas proprietor last year, and I still have him high on my list here. The guy still has the talent. Um, I think he would have made people better last year had he actually been healthy down the stretch. Especially a Taysom Hill thing. Like I don't like Taysom Hill, mm-hmm. but to have Michael Thomas on the field versus throwing it only Emmanuel Sanders is is two totally different worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, you just gave number 10, though. I'm going to give a guy who I know you have much higher on your list, and I dropped him just because I don't know how their line's going to perform and how much time we're going to have. Mm-hmm. And he slowed up in the back half of the season. Uh, DeKalen Zacharias Metcalf. DK Metcalf's my guy here. Uh, I don't hate DK Metcalf. I was a big hater when he was drafted on him. Uh, I've learned I'm wrong. However, I don't have the proof in the pudding yet to want to put him into the top five. Um, I think he's a good pick. I think he's got high upside, but I'd be comfortable with him as the 10th receiver off the board. My ninth receiver off the board, Gary, you tried getting him higher. I did get him higher. Scary Terry McLaren. Yeah. Um, I said it a couple weeks ago on the show when I was breaking down schedules. Washington's receivers have one of the best back half of the season schedules versus bad secondaries. 
Scary, Scary Terry might be a 10 to 15 point guy the first six games. Right. But let him warm up and get a, a valid quarterback there and watch him go off for 20 to 25 in the back couple. And that's a championship winner there. Dude, like, Fitzpatrick made the Dolphins look good when the Dolphins didn't have much talent. I think. I think there's a chance that they could fight for that division with Fitzpatrick at quarterback. I don't. We know that Fitzpatrick's not the. Um, end all be all. End all be all, but or the clutch kind of quarterback. But if they start putting points up with that defense, with how talented that de- if they're putting up 20, 20 points a week, and their defense is just dominating, that team is going to win the division, and they're going to fight for the division yeah. with the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, I saw that. Who's your number nine, Gary? So, I have Keenan Allen at, at nine, like you said. Is or, I'm sorry, I have Mike Evans at nine. Um, like you said, he, he kind of struggled a little bit, but I think now with Brady in year two, a little more comfortable. Um, we're not really sure what's going on with Antonio Brown. Um, I don't. Did Chris Godwin sign his tender yet? He's gonna sign it. He's he not gonna go against it. But. I I still think that Mike Evans has the a potential to be a top ten, uh, inside the top ten. That's why I have him at nine. Um, I think he's gonna have a little bit better of a season. I think Brady's gonna give him the ball. Realize, hey, I got a big bodied receiver here. Um, let's get him the ball. Brady's smart, um, very talented receiver, and I think that he's gonna have a successful year. Fair enough. Uh, and your number eight. So uh, my number eight is Keenan Allen. Um, with Herbert at the helm, if they're firing on all cylinders, um, Eckler's doing well. Uh, Herbert's just throwing touchdowns. I think Keenan Allen has a very good chance to be a top ten receiver. Okay, uh, my number eight. I don't think you have him on your list. So this might be the highest guy not ranked, uh, ranked on one, not ranked on the other. I'm going Kelvin Ridley with Atlanta, especially. I wanted to go Ridley, especially I- if Julio Jones is not going to be around. Um, I really like the ability. I like what he did last year. I like the fact that even if Julio's not there, he's going to have an ability to show some more. But, yeah, that's my guy at eight is Calvin Ridley. Number seven on this list, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be upset by that. I'm sure a lot of people are going to go, but Kyle, he should be be higher. Uh, Unfortunately, the more that they they start to really move towards going... With a very high run percentage, like I think they will, the tougher it's going to be for me to really want to dedicate to that. So Justin Jefferson slides in here at 7 for me. I think some of the Ravens fans are going to be mad we don't have Sammy Watkins on our list. I don't think they will at all. (laughs) I think they understand that there's no reason for him here. I don't know. Um, So I also have Justin Jefferson at 7. With his breakout year as a rookie... um, very, very talented. I think that he's going to be their number one. I think, obviously, they have Thielen, but I think they're going to make it known that Justin Jefferson's our clear-cut number one. Um, he has a potential to, I think he has the potential to be top five. Um, I just don't like her Cousins that much, so that's why I didn't put him in there. Fair enough. Uh, your number six? My number six, um, how could you not have him on this list, but I have DeAndre Hopkins. Very, very good receiver. One of those um, 
guys you could draft in the top five. Um, definitely receiver one. I want to put more stock into him this year um, for the fact that the offense is a little bit more talented now. They figured out the running back situation. I think um, they don't have Larry Fitzgerald, but they did draft somebody, I believe. Um, they don't have Fitzgerald. They signed A.J. Green. They signed Ryan, Rondell Moore. Oh, yeah, Rondell Moore. They, uh... We like him. But I think um, – I don't think A.J. Green's going to take too many targets away. Um, I think DeAndre Hopkins has a chance to have a better year than last year. Uh, I think Kyler Murray's going to improve a little bit. I know that um, we were high on Arizona last year. Um, they kind of sometimes kinda stumbled stumbled or pooped the bed. But I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to still put together his stats. I like it. Uh, I think if I'm going to catch flack for anything on my list, it's going to be that I had Justin Jefferson 7 only to have this man number 6. I'm going with the slant master 3,000 himself. Michael Thomas is my number 6 on this list. Mm-hmm. A guy who was a number 1 receiver and only didn't get to prove it last year due to injury has no reason for me to fall outside of the top 10. Um, he's a guy who, honestly, I had a hard time putting outside the top 5. However, I really like what Michael Thomas can bring to the table. It's a high risk. Yes, a lot of injuries. But I could see him returning to form, and especially with everybody's gripe, that's all he does is, is win on slot, or s- slots. He re- he wins on slants, wins in the slot. Guess what? You don't need a great quarterback to throw that route. No, not at all. So Michael Thomas should be just fine. I've got him at six. My number five, you just had a four. I'm going DeAndre Hopkins here. Um, I think you already covered it. He's, he's going to see his yardage. He got his numbers last year. He's not slowing down. So that's my guy. Oh, I, I, meant, I meant to say that with adding, like, Rondell Moore and A.J. Green, like, A.J. Green's not going to take away his targets, but having Rondell Moore and A.J. Green, he's going to see less double coverage, I think. There's just more chance that he's going to be able to be freed up. Um, I like it. Uh, who's your number five? So my number five, um, I wanted him higher, but not sure what the situation is at quarterback. If Aaron Rodgers is in there, he could be a top three guy. But I have Devonta Adams, um, very, very talented guy. In my opinion, um, is one of the better overall receivers. He's not I don't, receivers trying to rank them. It's like this is the best guy. This it's tough because it's they're all, all speculative. Guys. I have Devon. Like in my opinion, Devonte Adams is the most well-rounded receiver. However, the offense might hurt him this year. Right, um, and that's trust me. I I could not agree more with where you are on this because I had a hard time looking at him and taking him out of where I had originally seen him rank at two. Mm-hmm. But adding another weapon there and potentially not having Rodgers throwing him the ball, I couldn't, in good conscience, have him at my number two. Mm-hmm. But no, uh, I think you got it on the on the head though. I like at or Devontae Adam at five. What do you got a four? So I know you uh, you had him a little bit lower, but I have Metcalf. It's not the craziest thing on this list. No, I know. Um, I I I'm a Metcalf believer. Uh, Russell Wilson kind of apparently is as well. Yeah, but he he. I don't want to say fell off, but he was on pace to really kind of take the league by storm and be the clear-cut MVP. And then a little bit, a little bit, of, they started losing a little bit. Um, but I think Metcalf is their clear-cut number one. I know they got Tyler Lockett, but Tyler Lockett gets a lot of slot looks. Yep. They did draft um, a, a guy for the slot, so he Tyler Lockett might not see more slot looks. But Metcalf is going to be your guy that he looks to. They don't have. Um, 
Russ's favorite target at tight end. He's not with the Bills. So Metcalf's going to be the, not the end all be all, but their go-to target. Fair enough. Um, my number four, this is where I do have Devontae Adam. Um, I watched a few times. He, he's, he's got all the talent in the world. I'm not saying he doesn't. The big problem is going to be what can we do when it comes down to who the quarterback is. If it's Aaron Rodgers, yes, he probably bumps up to three or, or two on this list. Mm-hmm. If it's not, he, he's staying at four. Plus, his volume might legitimately go down. It's, right. You're going to start throwing to other people. You have Amari Rodgers. Amari Rodgers on the slot might honestly command anywhere from 60 to 80 targets. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not all of that's coming from Devontae Adams' load. Right. But if you take 20 targets off that, you figure that's about 10 catches. You figure yeah. that's what? Minimum 100 yards in a touchdown? Yep. 150 in a touchdown? That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got Devontae Adams at four. I have Stephon Diggs here at number three. Um, I had a hard time of where I should put him. I didn't want to come off as a homer. I like what Buffalo is doing. I think they're only going to get better. I think he ended up as five last year. Um, it's tough to build off that year, but I think it's slightly doable. So I will happily go uh, Stefan Diggs and the Buffalo Bills at three. What do you got? So I didn't think I had him on this list, but I do have Ridley on this list. Did I say I didn't have him on? Yes, you did. I was must have not been looking. Did I? I don't know if I contradicted myself. Did I say Ridley wasn't going to have a good year? No, you said you he was, and you realized you didn't put him on there. But you did put him on there, so this is oh. how good of a year you think he'll have. Yeah. So, um, like you said, with Julio Jones leaving, uh, they don't have a number one receiver. Yes, they have Kyle Pitts, but Kyle Pitts is a tight end. And even though Kyle Pitts is going to be a very good tight end, you still have to throw your balls to your receivers. So Calvin Ridley, uh, going to be the clear-cut number one, and Matt Ryan's going to get him the ball. I like it. Uh, your number two. So I have Stephon Diggs at number two. Um, I think he can repeat. I think he could repeat um, what he did last year and improve. And the reason I say that is because he has a chip on his shoulder. Um, we saw him at the end of the game when we lost to the Chiefs. The Bills losing to the Chiefs. Um, there's a picture of him, and he was just—he was the last to leave the field. Um, I think he's going to use that and basically be like, "Hey, this is this is my field now. I want to get us to that Super Bowl." And I think Diggs has the potential to be the one-two kind of receiver. I like it. Uh, this was something where we alluded to at the beginning when I looked up and saw what you had. I know everyone's and like, we are two levels apart. You had him as number 15 on your list. I have him as number two on my list. Everyone's like, Gary's such a homer. I'm just trying to be. Uh, I'm going with A.J. Brown as my number two here. Yes, it's crazy. Yes, it's wild. That's However, it's prediction. Yeah, I don't even hate that, though. I mean, A.J. Brown, I want to say, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out, I'm going to go to probably Sleeper's got the most accurate scoring of him. I'm surprised um, none of us had Tim Tebow on our list for tight ends. Yeah, right? Um, uh, that's not. Oh, did you see Kevin Benjamin's a tight end now too? Yes, I did, and I, I actually don't hate that move. Um, who did he sign with? The Giants. AJ Brown was the number twelve wide receiver in the league last year. Um, realistically, number twelve with missing two straight weeks, missed week two, week three, week one he got injured partway through the game, still caught five catches for thirty nine yards. Um. Outside of playing Indy, 
So Indy, Cleveland, and Green Bay, he had less than 10 points. Outside of that, 21, 22, 27, 12, 20, 16, 25, 24, 15, 31. The guy was a monster last year, and that was with being technically second fiddle to Corey Davis. And they didn't have Janu Smith. And Janu Smith. So now he's going to see targets. I don't think they're going to change how they're doing it. They have brought some random veterans in, so it's not like they're throwing our cousin Jason out there to make him run routes. Um, I think A.J. Brown's going to take the next step and could be a massive payout. Uh, But, Gary, number one, I think we both have him. Tyreek Hill. It's too tough to not have him at the number one. Um, he's consistent. He's dangerous. He's, he's scary. And he's one of the best offenses in the league. He's um, a very good route runner. He, you can't catch him. And once he gets going and his and goodbye. Mahomes, Mahomes is hitting him, it's it's over. It's a nightmare. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to argue it. I like it a lot. Um, but anything else you want to add for that then, Gary? Uh, nope. Uh, while we are in you, Pittsburgh, we <laughs> we uh, enjoy this uh, beautiful day. Hopefully it's a good day. We, we can't tell the future. Absolutely, guys. So thank you for jumping on again. We went a little bit longer than we expected this time, but we like to debate and banter here. So hopefully you liked our entirely too early top 15s. Uh, we got some more stuff up our sleeves. Starting in July, we'll start reviewing the divisions. Wouldn't it be cool if we were, like, dead on with some of our predictions? I'd be, that'd be <laughs> phenomenal. It would show people that we listen. Uh, however, guys, until then, we're going to cut it front here. So, until next time, guys, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. And Gary and I will show you exactly where to find them. Cue the music, guys. <laughs>